0: <laughs> hey Sam, what's up? <laughs> hey Nathan, not much, not much. Um, really? Nice. Just uh, just watching some some
1: films this morning and uh, now uh, now I'm talking talking with you. What, what's up with you, man? Um, not much. Just uh, getting some wedding planning stuff done this morning and uh, knocking out some knocking down some cereal. Um, you know, pretty standard. Nice. Um,
0: that's that's great. Yeah, uh, you enjoyed Mad, Mad Max last night
1: oh man um yeah high octane is uh is the word it's 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 a unique movie and um is it like firing on all cylinders like really
0: good storytelling visuals or is it kind of one or the other
1: it's it's the whole package it's not it's not like it's not like a narrative type movie it's an action movie um it's and what i mean by that is like the plot is pretty simple, but the plot is told through action. It's not really told through narrative, which is really, really cool and very unique. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's which is the, exactly the same way the original Mad Max's um, work. They don't. They have a story that kind of evolves as the action goes on, and you're like, oh, I guess that's who these people are, and um, mm-hmm. and it's just really or oh, man, so it's. It's amazing. You're gonna learn. All right. um, I'm excited. And I'm then see just, you later today. Yeah, and then just visually, it's incredible too. So cinematography is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're nice. Definitely let me know how you like it.
0: Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah,
1: I will give you my opinion. Um, excellent, dude. Well, uh, I guess
0: we, we kind of want to just go into it with um, workflow. I know I'm sitting on about thirty in post processing. I've got I've got about thirty thousand photos to call through and. Um, yep. Uh,
1: Process and deliver. Um, <laughs> I've got about ten uh, of my own, ten thousand of my own. To go through yeah, before I it's, uh, it's, oh, they, they pile on quickly if you're not on, on top of it every
0: day, which yep. I'm totally not. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, as I was thinking about this yesterday as I started to look at the the sheer volume and the actual number I had to go through, and I was thinking about how, um, how Lightroom has has been kind of one of the huge catalysts for the current kind of landscape of photographers that are out there now yeah because it is made it so streamlined and so easy that uh you know back when i first started shooting i don't think lightroom or maybe lightroom version one had just come out
1: i think so i was still yeah lightroom one or maybe maybe two but i think it was lightroom one because i remember switching from aperture like
0: yeah i know aperture had been out i don't know but i remember my first few months of shooting i was still doing photoshop to edit everything yep and i didn't even have bridge i was just Putting the yeah. raw files from their folders into Photoshop one at a time, like holy crap! <laughs>
1: um, Dang. Was this press club like, stuff or yeah, 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 yeah. The press club?
0: Um, so you know, I was doing a couple hundred photos and, and and back then it was like with Photoshop, I would I wouldn't even be able to call in anything except Photoshop, like to even pull up the image yeah, to, you view had to it properly. look
1: at it and be like, oh, I guess that one doesn't work. Next, <laughs> like
0: yeah, and and then there was it made it incredibly difficult to. Do quick comparisons unless you open a few at a time, but you know, that was back when computers really yeah, it was slow not handle like, yeah. more than a <laughs>
1: yeah, couple you're of like, open raw. Whoa, files you want to open uh, two two images at once. <laughs> Hold on. I
0: wonder if that's not why there's still this carryover of photographers that shoot raw plus JPEG in their in their cameras, because JPEGs are easier to like pull up and view and, and look at um in, in, yeah. in a computer. And I could see you know, sure that would be seven, helpful. seven years ago that that was probably super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, once you know the JPEGs you like, you can get into the raw files behind them and and do your fine tuning. But I've never understood photographers that shoot raw plus JPEG because like, you know, the JPEG as a backup isn't speeding anything up. And it's not, um,
1: I mean, (laughs) well, I, I, I heard of, um, I, I looked into tons of different ways of backing up things, um, when I was first starting. And, um, one of the popular ways to use raw plus JPEG was, and this is a little crazy, but it, it makes sense. Um, like you need to have a backup of, of everything. So um, what some photographers do if they have two slots is they shoot raw on on one card and um, small basic JPEG on the second one and the way and what you could do is you could fit like, you know, between 10, maybe 20 or even sometimes as many as like 30 shoots on one card that way, you never have to think about backing up um, anything. And if you ever lost Your images, hey, at least you got basic small JPEGs, which doesn't make sense to me just because there's better ways to back up. Um, But it's, you know, it's it's one option. Yeah, but
0: and I I still feel like that's a little bit of a carryover now Yeah, because now we've got cards that have 256 gigabytes. You can hold 10 shoots worth of raw files on that. Exactly. Maybe not 10 weddings, but like several weddings worth. That was actually uh, a lot of people ask why I shoot with cards that are so big. And um, honestly, it's because of one too many times I would roll into a wedding. And I, I would have unloaded the, the images from a previous shoot or wedding, yep. you know, and they'd be copied and backed up and totally done. But I will have forgotten to format um, before the taking the yeah. first few shots, like the establishing shot of the, you know, the getting ready location, a few pictures of her and their makeup, maybe some details. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't format. Yep. And now now with that, that much extra space, I don't really have to worry about the fact that I'm going to now run out of memory because I forgot to format. So it's a real nice, you know, I don't purposely do it. I try and remember to format before each and every shoot. And sometimes it's, forget, yeah, it's hard, it's like, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's easy to kind of overlook that, especially when you're you know worried about making sure you have all your lenses and your batteries are charged and all that. But um, dude, and and I did uh, a little bit of research and some extensive testing with uh, some some smaller, faster memory cards with the Nikon D Seven Hundred and Fifty that I primarily shoot with, and I've seen no difference in performance. Very frustrating. Returned, uh, it's the same as my Two Fifty Six Gigabyte SD card. It's the same as the Thirty Two Gigabyte. Um, you know, uh, actually the even the faster speed. one. Yeah
1: yeah yeah it's specifically
0: for the d750 so it's, it's frustrating
1: um, it's a i mean that's d seventy seven fifty 750 buffer issue like yeah and it is it it's so is. annoying it's,
0: that's the bottleneck it's, there's nothing else you can do to, to change that unless it maybe they did a firmware update of, of some sort but i don't even know if then it would be possible
1: yeah <clears> i've but, done uh, like scientific research tests to try to figure out what the you know hell the problem is on the d750 and um you know, I just every every time it's just like that's it's just the buffer. Um, and whenever the camera goes into standby, the buffer re-engages, And whenever it turns back on, you gotta wait a few seconds. And it's it's, uh, it's annoying, frustrating, but it doesn't but have anything to do with the the card, which is right. which is actually a good a good thing. Um,
0: and and that really just for me. Makes the decision easy to yep. you know why not shoot raw to both cards at the same time so I have a full raw backup mm-hmm. across the board, and I don't have any weird JPEG files that I may or may not use if needed. And then, like then you have to kind of manage like when do you decide to purge uh, your your JPEGs from your all those decisions that just get a little bit too again it's all about
1: yeah it's a, it's all about sort of simplifying the process which is a lot about what you know what is is great about what we're talking today is is simplifying your workflow. Simplifying yeah. uh, how you do things, um, and just trying to do it as efficiently as possible, um, so that you're able to be as to do what you want to do, be creative, yeah. and yeah. Um, you don't want to have to think about it, especially when
0: it comes to backups and uh, just your workflow. If every shoot you have, you have to tinker with some some hang up in your workflow every time you you do it, uh, it becomes a burden, and it becomes something that you tend to want to procrastinate on and put off and avoid, which you know, has cascading effects on your you know. Your ability to deal with high volumes of photos and and just be happy about
1: <laughs> the work that you have ahead of you, you know. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the whole point of optimizing your workflow is so that you can stay creative and do what you want to do, uh, without you know without having to um, you know you have, without having to to jump through too many hurdles and and get bogged down in details that you aren't good at or don't want to do. Um,
0: and it's already you know I don't I would like to hear your your personal kind of bottleneck uh mine mine is for sure calling like i I already have a hard enough time forcing myself to sit down and just pick my favorite images um looked into outsourcing it and all that crap and it's just something that's so kind of personal and and just so tied to my taste and preferences that i don't see there ever being a way that i can outsource the calling process or the editing for that matter and you know it's like it takes me so long to sit down and just power through. Once I've got a session or a wedding called, it's like I can sit down and edit it whenever. I'm excited to do it. I usually call at a different time, so I'll call it one yeah. day and then I'll edit it another. So I'm not too, um, duh. I'm not too de- kind of desensitized to the whole sure. session and what was going on. It's nice to have a fresh eye uh, it's, when, before it's, you come back and edit.
1: Yeah, I love I love being able to to yeah to come back and and look through them you know, a third time essentially, cause you, you know, you take them and then you call them and then you edit them. I love, you know, I love going through them again. My, my particular bottleneck is uh, actually not calling it's, um, it's the editing. I, I sit there and I just edit like the minutia oh, really? of everything too much. Um, and that, Oof. that bogs yeah. me down, but I, that's tough. <laughs> you know, it's also, it's also, you know, my, my, the way that I do editing, the way that I process my photos is, seems like it's always changing um, slightly every time i every time i edit i'm you know I'm, I'm kind of trying to improve the process a little bit and that kind of bogs me down a little bit calling i find is actually not as hard for me um, i just kind of mm. run through well, it, it it's- and-
0: you know, I'm certainly faster at calling. I, I'm super fast at it. I just hate it. I just hate it so much. Just sitting down, it's so tedious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it how is. How many
1: images do you shoot on average per like wedding? Per wedding, say, I'm like I'm I'm hitting about thirty one hundred, three thousand, thirty one hundred. Um, yeah, I average about thirty five hundred to four thousand. So yeah, it could be sure. Uh, and that's, yeah. I, when I was just shooting one camera, it was, it was like 2,500, but now that I've got yeah. two cameras, um, which I switched to a little like last year, it, which has been awesome. Um, definitely recommend shooting with two cameras. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't doing it before. Um, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I about thirty thirty one hundred 3,100 photos, which is a lot to go through. Even 33,000 photos is, is a ton to go through and it'll take me a little yeah. while to call. Um, and then, you know, editing takes longer for me, so. Um, and Yeah.
0: And, and some of the, the, you know, I was just thinking about how uh, Lightroom removes so much friction in a photographer's workflow with calling and editing that, you know, I think it yep. probably is the big, one of the big reasons why so many people are into photography now and they're trying to be full professional, like, give me all your, you know, your events because I can handle all the photos in like no time at all. You know, those kinds of people are, are really prevalent now. Lightroom's been out for like, I don't know, seven or eight years. And it's nice to know that, I mean, other than Lightroom having you know, serious issues with um,
1: uh, optimization, the
0: programming, yeah. and optimization Code and stuff. stuff. Overall, once everything is optimized and and good to go, we built with smart previews built and standard previews built, like it's fast. For it's me, it's fast, inst- yeah. everything on it is instantaneous um, uh, for the most part um, once everything is built and, and working. Uh, Lightroom 6 seems to have had some some new hiccups, but Lightroom 5 was always instantaneous for me. And yeah, um, um, having as about as little friction as possible once everything's rendered and you're going through and culling and everything, it's nice to know that um, like we're at a point where that friction is completely removed because unless you're willing to give up some of your creative process and have somebody else, uh, if you outsource your culling and editing, like there's no uh, to my mind, there's no real piece of technology that can ever do that step for you, um, right. it, You know, as good as you'll do it yourself, and uh, so it's kind of neat to think we're at that spot where the you kind know, of the friction is so far removed that all that's left is like you having to sit down and do it. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, um, and and yeah, if you don't want to do it, fine, get somebody else to do it. But the the opportunity is there just with just within Lightroom to take in everything, render previews, and everything is is very fast. Um, I've I've never I've never had a problem once yeah again once smart previews and um, well standard previews have been rendered I have no problem yeah. calling through them at breakneck speed um, especially yeah. if if I'm on deadline or something um, you know it's it's always always been very reliable yeah totally um, sorry I keep getting phone calls on my watch <laughs> oh um, bummer
0: <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but uh, anyway so uh, have you ever considered looking at a different option, like Capture 1 or, you know, I guess Aperture is kind of no longer supported, but have um, tried? I have try I oh, will always throw in Capture 1 at me. Oh, yeah, Capture
1: yeah. NX. Um, Capture, I thought it was Capture 1. Well, I think maybe it was Capture. No, 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 Capture,
0: Capture NX is the Nikon one. Oh, okay. That is, that is an option. Capture, I think it's called Capture. It's the... Um, uh, that medium format, phase one. Is oh, their right.
1: Phase one software. I have a had, haven't looked at it. it. No.
0: Yeah. As far as I know, no. nothing else has like the whole turnkey solution workflow with calling and editing. I don't think capture one has any type of like photo management side, but um, no. I was just curious if you'd ever tried anything else. I'm kind of set in my ways with Lightroom, which is a little scary. Actually, I wish I wasn't quite so formulaic in my, my workflow. Cause I feel like it, Uh, can impact some of the creative process a little bit to have kind of defined steps that you take,
1: but um, I don't know. Well, I don't Uh, know. I mean, having, having a set process I think is important and you know, for if you know how to do things your way, that's good. Um, That's true. You got to have some level of consistency too.
0: If you're a professional who's working and trying to put out some, you know, meet some standard of expectation that your
1: clients clearly would have. Absolutely. Wedding photography is a little, a little different, um, just cause you're constantly trying to push yourself to be you know, creative and everything. But with, um, you know, the standard event shoot or portrait session or something like that, um, you know, it is good to have like, this is what I do every time I'm going to produce consistent results and that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. and that, that's what works for, you know, my clients and your clients, of course. And, um, and that's fine. I guess the
0: the thing that I do improvise on, or at least evolve on, pretty much every every shoot, or at least at least like one month to the next, is my I'll do the calling and editing, or sorry, the calling and like organizing and all that exactly the same every time. But where I where I start to improvise is on small small things in the develop module. You know, once I've jumped from library and I have the photos that I want to work with in the uh, develop module, I um. um just do small, subtle things. Like just yesterday, I was telling you about how I've been experimenting with the auto tone button. Yeah. Just yeah. hitting auto in, in the tone section. <laughs> and it, it actually and is it, pretty sweet. It's, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've never really used it before and I'm just like, what? Uh, you know, on those images where, I don't know, the colors just not come together and, and and something about it just isn't, isn't happening. Normally I would just like it as a black and white. That's yeah. like my go-to, like, <laughs> how I'm going to do, this is how I know I want a black and white photo is, it's, I just can't, can't get it to edit well in five tone, seconds. Right? Yeah. But now I'm starting to just hit the auto tone button and more, way more often than I thought I'm actually liking. And it's getting me in a direction that is much, uh, much easier to work from. Yeah. And it and also, we get a little bit from
1: there, but like
0: I was surprised. Yeah.
1: I, it, it, when I was, when I was playing with it, um, I, I've always had this bias against highlights. Um, This highlight slider, I've I've always kind of like, I don't want any highlights in there, so I just kind of remove like 80% of them. And when I was hitting auto and and it was like throwing highlights back to zero, I was like, "Ah." I don't hate this. And, Why do I not yeah, hate this? I like, know, I know. <laughs> and and it's it's,
0: also, it was doing that with the whites too, which yeah. I never touch. The white slider, it would do like um, to the right, like center right, it would go plus yeah. on the whites, which normally I went,
1: dude. I went I through. Hate a, I went through a phase, um, especially after I went on this big trip to Denver. Um, with uh, my fiance and was like going and was like going around and taking all these cool photos and when i came back i was messing around with a bunch of the landscape photos and every time i pushed the whites it like looked awesome and so i went through this a phase where i was like boosting whites on everything and then like a month or two later i was going back through and i was like ah, i hate whites now so i like took them back um you know i i, I took them back and yeah again like i think that's a, the mark of also like a, a you know a good photographer or you know even just a, a creative person is to just constantly be analyzing like what you are doing, uh, in your workflow and being willing to change, even if you don't want to, um, um, for whatever reason, you know, if whites aren't looking good, you know, bring them back. If highlights are, you know, if you're, if you're not liking that there's not enough highlights, put them in, like, don't be, um, you know, don't be against it. Yeah. And that's what
0: was kind of nice. Uh, I guess I've been using the auto button for for longer than just since yesterday at this point. I've been using it for a couple weeks. And what I really was happy to see was it it would throw my sliders kind of wherever it thought was best in in, in total different ways that I normally wouldn't have thought to do it. And my work still looked like my work yeah it didn't that was what i was just like never really considering it for because it's like well it's going to make it look crazy weird and
1: inconsistent but it actually didn't i know it (laughs) It, it, somehow it was very strange but i think it's fine (laughs) well it definitely also has to do with the fact that it doesn't do anything outside of the uh, like tone tone adjustments like it doesn't mess with your tone curve or your white balance so yeah Um, or any other any other thing yeah, yeah yeah or any i think anything else um so that keeps the look you know the same uh, essentially, but it just evens out everything. And I was just like, man, this is annoyingly yeah. cool. like
0: <laughs> i just I just found that it worked most consistently in a positive way when it was a very evenly lit scene when there wasn't any really bright, brights or dark darks. When right it was kind of more just in the middle on the histogram. Um, it would just, yeah, it would just Give it that nice finishing touch. One click. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what Visco was trying to do, and uh, and it was already it was there all along. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do you use uh, Visco or any other presets as like a base in your profile or any starting point for editing or? Are you like me I don't, uh, no. I don't use it, any the only visco <laughs> preset I use is the reset to zero
1: during my workshop workshop so I can shoot the straight out of camera photos nice <laughs> yeah. um, no for me um, I did give visco a shot I got I got visco one I think way back yeah. in the day um, and I was you know I was definitely impressed by their emulation of of film um, especially like the portrait series like they nailed it for sure um, shot with portrait before and it's can't really tell much of a difference honestly um, between yeah. digital and, and film um, which is cool uh definitely cool but um i don't know just personally and i know that you agree with this but personally for me i don't like having i i want to have that control over like i want to have like my photos be entirely mine as much as i can um
0: i i totally i always think of it as kind of imprinting my 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 fingerprint literally on as many steps yes in the process that i possibly can that human element on you know if i could design my own sensor i would but yeah that's kind of the lowest level you can take it <laughs> um but can't do that so right you know, the, <laughs> that would be amazing the post-processing you know is the, the next best thing after your um your photos are actually made like having i uh, you know i've looked into custom profiles and stuff but um for the most part the adobe standard is what i'm looking for in terms of feel and just what what is a step in the best direction initially for most yep. my stuff so yeah same with mine um, um But I can't help but think that, uh, there may be some, oh, go ahead. I cut you off. Sorry.
1: Oh, well, I was just going to say like kind of going along with, um, with what we were talking about earlier about constantly trying to examine and change your processes just because, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, going into that, um, that bottom section, I can't remember what, what's that bottom section, the, uh, camera caliber, oh, calibration, um, Profile. Yeah. Going into the profiles and the calibration, changing, changing the way some of those, um, RGBs are rendered, um, like desaturating a little bit of things or, or saturating a little bit more of things. Um, it has, has also been kind of cool. I've been experimenting with reducing reds and reducing greens sometimes. And, um, yeah, it's always been, it's always been interesting to see. So, yeah.
0: Yeah and and you know with uh with anything like visco or uh totally rad actions and all these other you know I'm sure there's 50 million others you can buy you know when people tell me they, they buy them but then they make them their own you know they'll use it with a profile or they'll they'll start from a preset and tweak it from there i've always thought that like if you think of your your whole process on like a, a stack of levels like you i want to be as low on that stack as possible so that every every level above that uh is kind of com- compounds to create this totally unique photo and end result and by starting from any preset even tweaking it from there you're starting on like a higher level in terms sure. of like where you're does that make sense i don't know
1: well if yes ex- except that i could counter with the argument that just by shooting with a Nikon D750 you're just right, boxing right, yourself totally. right in uh, definitely
0: but but those that's unavoidable i mean there's certain things that just because Mm-hmm. It's impossible for me to manufacture my own camera right, right now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you have to accept it, but like it's not unavoidable to uh, to to create your own custom profile sure. or, or or just that use, you do have you know, control over. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of silly because Adobe could be looked at and considered its own kind of preset. Sure, um, and within, in, in
1: itself. And and again, so. like and you know, on the other, just to be devil's advocate, you know, I see plenty of really great photographers. Um, Whose work I really, really, really like, and it turns out it's like there, there's a lot of visco going on. I think like Neeraj Patel, I want to say, uh, or yeah. you know, like he's an incredible yeah. photographer. Like I love Neeraj Patel. Um, yeah, he's got lots of visco going on, and that's his look. Um, and that's definitely th- that's what works. Although, finally finally, I do
0: I, I remember seeing, I don't know if it's still this way, but like, yeah, he, he gave them a bunch of pictures to use on their website, and they have them up, and they're processed with a couple of different film packs. But on his site themselves, he saw the original edits before visco or or ever got them. yeah oh, really. <laughs> and so he just didn't bother to change it on his own. But it doesn't really matter. Right. I just thought it was funny. yeah, um no, th- that's fair. I'm not you
1: know, uh, um, but also, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, so so I'm just saying like there's plenty of other photographers. Uh, plenty of photographers out there that that use Visco and tweak them, and and their and and their work is great. And um, yeah, that's and, fine. And at it's the just... end of the day, a good photographer isn't
0: going to need uh, you know, the the quality and goodness of the work isn't hinging on the post processing, sure. so it doesn't really matter. They can do absolutely, whatever. Um, yeah. But I I can't help but think that there's something in the pipeline from Visco along the lines mm-hmm. of a Lightroom type of solution uh, mm-hmm. that they'll just they'll like actually software absolutely. Yep, yep. I, I think it'll be entire turnkey solution with all their plugins built that's the next logical step they've already emulated every film they can emulate yeah <laughs> <laughs> they've already yeah. Em, you know created other weird packages and and so for me like in my mind that why not why not make yeah. people just buy buy them all over again but now you get them with our entire workflow you know yeah Lightroom solution and competitor i guarantee i just i know that's got to be in the pipeline um, yeah and you know if it's not i'd be very very
1: surprised yeah and honestly like they don't have to necessarily even have like they could just it could just be like they could stop at just editing if they wanted to because they could say oh just get photo mechanic or you know whatever for your calling and uh, come over here and do all your editing if they wanted to um
0: yeah no and well but the thing is um i don't know if you've ever used alien skin exposure yeah it's a third-party editing, right? Mm-hmm. They already basically have that. In fact, the, their most recent version, they've rolled out a photo management like you can manage all your folders very easily and do everything within Exposure 3, nice. or sorry, 7, sure. whatever they're at yeah. right now. So. And um, it's essentially a turnkey kind of system, but the workflow part is implemented very poorly and there's no kind of good export or, or tagging and flagging. Like uh, if they if Visco develops something that uh, kind of incorporates that, mm-hmm. um, and, and does it in their classic kind of visco way, um, I think people will eat it up. And if nothing else, every photographer will buy it and try it. Will at it. least try it, yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, so they're still gonna make money either way. I'm just sure they're gonna, and they also bought, they they absorbed or something, Artifact uh, Uprising, a bookmaking company. And I just, mm-hmm. I could see it, you know, three different modules, import and, and organization calling and all that, developing yep. um, and editing, and then export and book creation right there in the same app. like. It, it's and
1: yeah, they could even tie it into awesome. the
0: their own Visco cam app on the iPhone.
1: Um yep. so, you, you know. could send images straight from your iPhone to the cloud and just edit them on your computer, export. I mean you can do whatever you want. Um Yeah. Uh I, I'd be
0: surprised if they didn't move in that direction. I'm sure it takes a ton of money and work and people, but they seem to be the that to my knowledge, the best position to to kinda of pull that off. Um and plus it'd be good to give Lightroom a little competition they need to they need to rework some things these days. They're the, at this point, they're just throwing in a few like random tweaks, and then like a feature from Photoshop, and that's their big innovation in Lightroom. <laughs> right. Like uh, you know, now it's just not in Photoshop; it's in Lightroom. It's like that's that's great. It speeds things up, but they're not really innovating anything. They're just kind of like borrowing from their previous inno- you know innovations. So, um, but uh, that's the one thing Adobe will, will always have is Photoshop and the tight integration between Lightroom and Photoshop. That only they can really deliver, um, which is kind of good for them. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um yeah, I don't know what else to elaborate on in terms of workflow and post processing.
1: Uh well how we could I, talk I, about delivery as well.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say once once everything's edited, like uh I think we both use smug Bug, right? right? Yeah. I, I've looked at uh and you started it was, with Flickr. Yeah, I did too.
1: I was although that was like right before I went professional. Uh that was more for just having some photos online that wasn't like web shots you know <laughs> yeah yeah you could have the full res files in a gallery somehow but the um,
0: the thing that I'm still you know I, I've there's another newer service that launched called CloudSpot and they push very heavily to have me like use them and you know promote them along with you know a few other photographers gotcha. that they're really trying to launch with and I've uh, I've been really impressed with the overall look and feel and just the approach from from A to Z uh, but it just doesn't work for me The like in the way that I have everything set up like it really lends itself to um you know if you deliver your wedding specifically in in different categories of the day like the getting ready photos the family photos the details the portraits in those specific categories then it's much a much better kind of visual uh platform uh than smug mug but I deliver everything chronological order just first photo to last photo I front load it with my my favorite photos that I blogged and that's it I don't organize by um all those other categories, because it's just incredibly difficult, and, and or not difficult, but tedious, and I just don't have time for it. <laughs> um, yeah. And organize and take their own pictures that they like and put them into their own categories if they want. That's totally cool. But um, for me, did you ever try CloudSpot?
1: No, I, I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, well, CloudSpot's great. I mean, it's, it's cool.
0: basically like the look of, um, in fact, probably a better look than uh, that other really popular one. Dang it. Oh, Pixie Set. But it actually oh, yeah. has an export from Lightroom plugin, so you can go straight from Lightroom to CloudSpot without having to do JPEGs you know, intermediately on your, on your desktop or something. So it's nice. It goes straight from one to the other. It has a built-in web store and all that. But, um, for me, uh, Smug Mug still, still gets the, um, my business because not only do they make it the export plugin straight to Smug Mug, I don't need the category. So everything's great chronological, just thumbnails and then the main image of your, yep. but also it goes one step further, integrates with kiss wedding albums. And I use the kiss online cloud designer to make all my wedding albums. And they, um, they pull your images directly from your, um, your uh, gallery on SmugMug that's already uploaded. If you upload the full high-res JPEGs and deliver to your clients, they're already there and hosted. So um, KISS just lets you drag and drop. It's so super you know
1: easy. It, yeah, you, know. you just, with the smart and, designer, just boom. And
0: I don't get it because people freak out about smart albums um, being so easy to use, but uh, the KISS album designer has been out even longer and it's, just it's, as easy. It's not so easier, easy, yeah. Because everything is done in easy. a web browser in the cloud. There's no uploading of JPEGs or having to have them on a folder on your computer. And you just click and drag them in from the gallery on uh, on Smugwag. Like, yeah, it, and you can have it, it I don't it know how it could get easier than that. I, again, that's a, that's another thing where the friction has just been completely removed, and uh, it doesn't get any easier. Other than the only thing that sucks up my time now with albums is picking the photos that I want in it, which no one else can do for me except my clients. So it's just me picking them and having my clients pick their photos. That's the only friction, and then any you know, subtle changes in the design and stuff. That's
1: it, right? Um, yeah, uh, bug has, is, yeah so aside. Anyway, keep sorry, keep going. Yeah, I, I was
0: basically done. I'm just saying the friction's been totally removed except for the human components, which unless I'm willing to outsource, which I'm not, and give up some of my my, you know, aesthetic and eye and just creative abilities, uh, it's as easy as it can possibly get as far as I'm concerned. The only thing that I would like to see tweaked are some of the uh at this point, are the presentation of uh, of the galleries on SmugMug and the actual like visuals of um, how the images are presented? I, I really desperately want that to change, but um, I, I don't care enough because yeah, I, I don't want to add any any more friction anywhere else in my workflow unless I have to uh, for some
1: crazy reason. Yeah, and, I also I also just really like um, SmugMug's just like overall like solution. It's 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 like. Unlimited storage, just upload everything and delivering is so easy with just like sending them, uh, sending client zip files and you're done. Um, you create a zip file
0: for you. um, I
1: just and I just email a link and I'm done. I can move on to my next thing. Like it's so, it's so great to not have to worry about that step.
0: Yeah, but you I, I know, and as we talk about, it, the more I am thinking of where there are still some areas of friction in SmugMug, that mm-hmm. like it does keep me actively looking at other options, and I'm not just totally obsessed with SmugMug. Oh I'm yeah, <laughs> Because of certain things, right? The visuals I already mentioned. They, mm-hmm. they I really wish they would update their look overall, and then the uh, the fact that you can't do stupid things like let clients download the full zip file without them paying 99 cents. Like I have to go in and hit the button to create the zip file myself, and then email that to them once it's ready. That's so stupid. Yeah, um, clients can do that, but they have to pay 99 cents. Like that's the Least amount you can set for them to pay for full gallery download, and it's ridiculous. It's like, come yeah. on,
1: uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I don't know, but you know, but that's that's in terms of in terms of delivery, you know, the whole like e- even speeding speeding up delivery is also just like really it's really great because that's like the last step you need before you can move on to your next project, and mm-hmm. um, making sure that you've got a solid workflow from beginning to end is like really important. Um, Especially the
0: yeah. delivery. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So i just going to freaking email. I bought this really expensive. Uh, th- my, my Wi-Fi in my house is horrible. It really only works in the middle of the house. And on the far edges, um, I'm trying to get these repeaters that will, like, take the signal that I can get and then strengthen it and, and blast it uh, to the edges of my house. Yep. And, I okay, so I got this system, and it doesn't work. It makes it, if anything, just slower. And I want to return it. And they're like, "Sorry, we don't return. We don't accept returns on Ubiquiti products. Like, you you can't return it. You and just I'm like, can't return what? it. Yeah. And and so I bought it through Amazon, and it's a third-party reseller. Ah. Um. And 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 I'm looking at their you listed return right policy, policy on Amazon. No, no, no. I'm looking at the listed return policy. It says retail items. If you're unhappy at any time, return within the th- first thirty days of purchasing, purchasing, and we'll give you a refund. Uh. They say they're they explicitly say they do not accept returns of Sony items, but not U- Ubiquiti products, which is what I'm trying to return. And now they're sending me these emails saying, "No, look, it's it's currently listed." here you 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 don't we don't accept ubiquity products as returns but i don't see that anywhere they keep saying even on my master packing slip that came with the thing says you need to return something please contact support you can return anything mm. for any reason sounds um, like liars yeah liars. i'm trying to get amazon involved because they have some special guarantee but i'm pretty frustrated like when in this day and age, when you buy something online, especially through Amazon, like, can you not return it? Like, no questions asked. Yeah. Like, even, you, like, I can have almost to to deal with a, uh, with a restocking fee almost, but like, it's ridiculous. I'm just gonna have to call them and figure it out because it's stupid. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry on that. Sorry for that tangent, but just be careful. Uh, anybody that may be listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, if you buy through a third party
1: reseller, um, be careful because <laughs> they can screw They you. can say what they want.
0: Yeah. Nothing in the entire processing of ordering does it say you can't return this item. I don't know what the crap they're smoking. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm trying to buy another one right now and there's nothing in the whole process, even on the checkout page. Like, You shouldn't have to purchase something to then see the return
1: policy. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's not okay.
1: I don't Thank you for your purchase. Account. You may not return this item. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we would like to
0: take this opportunity to tell you that you cannot return this even though our official store return policy that's posted on Amazon says you can, (laughs) please give us a call.
1: So um, getting back to workflow. Have you ever used photo mechanic and are you, have you ever been excited or not excited about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: no, and I, I I bought it and and tried it and it's, um, uh, definitely does exactly what it's advertised to. And it, it, it works super well if you're the type of photographer that wants to sit down and, um, by uh, immediately start like going to work on your your stuff, calling and all that. Um, but uh, for me, I import everything and just let it render and process and backup overnight because I don't. I'm not looking to like right. jump right into editing everything as soon as I get home from the shoot or whatever. Like especially if it's a wedding.
1: Oh, so absolutely! Yeah, you need to yeah. take a take a break, and sit down so, for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and even with Photo mechanic, in your editing process, once everything is called, you're gonna want. All the um, you know the the uh, renders done, so you're still gonna have to wait for that. Yeah. So that when you're editing, everything is fast and snappy. So I, I just don't see the point. I really don't. Unless you're um, the only use case that I can imagine is you're you're done. You have the the cards copied to your computer, and you immediately want to start calling through them.
1: Right. Like it is fast. You know.
0: It's super fast. Yeah. But it's it's just as fast in the library mode. Once you're calling, yeah. and smart previews and standard previews are rendered. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just
1: Yeah, and we should also talk um, a little bit about smart previews and how freaking awesome they are and um, what some of the possibilities are for their use. Um, I was uh, specifically, I was thinking of using them as just a backup solution um, in case the worst case scenario happens. You lose all of your raw files. If you've rendered smart previews, um, you have a slightly lower quality and slightly lower res um raw file as backup sitting on your computer that you can export and i love mm-hmm. that um yeah when they, when they introduced that in what was it lightroom four or i think it was four um smart previews mm-hmm. no five. five was it five? Oh man yeah four was when they i'm switched, an old bogey. i think they they switched the sliders so oh they, they switched the sliders so. they, they switched the whole like formula for yeah, their, from, like yeah. recovery to yeah which yeah. made no sense but uh <laughs> yeah um i love smart previews i think um, I've never had to, um, I've never had to use them because I lost files, but, you know, but, I, but I also do love being able to, um, render the smart previews, unplug my computer from my hard drive and go out to Starbucks or Northside social or whatever, and just like edit away just like normal. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it's faster to, in a lot of ways too, cause you're not editing a humongous file. Um, yeah. You're rendering a smaller version, or you're editing a smaller version of it, um, that I can just go out and I can edit it and I can come back and then export. And then there's been plenty of times where I've been I've I've been out and came across a picture that I wanted to post on Facebook and just yeah I just rendered I just exported the smart preview and nobody's the wiser. You know I've got tons of exported smart previews on my Facebook page and nobody can tell the difference. So um, I love that. So and and it's just it's a great way. It's not yeah. It's not only a great way to edit on the go, but it's also a great way to uh, you know have another another round of backups um, that you definitely can use. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I keep my smart previews um, backed up using Time Machine because they're on my they're sitting on the same hard drive as my catalog file, and every night you know as my entire computer is backed up along with that catalog and smart preview render file. Um, it's a time machine or time capsule or whatever, using time machine. So uh, I always have those. That's a way better backup than having just the JPEGs or something like that um, to just have the actual smart previews because you basically get, you know, t- 2,000 pixel wide um, RAW yeah. files that you can yeah. deliver to your clients if, if something happened to your original RAW files.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's not um, – the image quality, you can only really tell. I mean, when you zoom all the way in, you can tell, you know, that it – Kinda can tell that it's a smart preview, but you know, clients won't care. Um, they've got the photos, so um, you know I, I like that. Yeah. Do you um, do you back up your smart previews to the cloud as well?
0: Uh, nope. No, I just do fireproof, um, waterproof uh, external hard drive. That's gotcha. where my time capsule or time machine backs up my entire computer gotcha. to every night. Um, So I figured that's good enough. (laughs) Uh, Along with my two other hard drives of raw files. So, you know, I've got three copies of everything. Um, The only thing I back up to the cloud on a daily basis is my Lightroom catalog, because that's where my day-to-day... Uh, you know, hard work is put into, and it's just a couple hundred megabytes that changes every every wedding or session you edit. You know, because it's just keeping track of the the slider values and stuff like that. So it doesn't change very much. So in Dropbox, you can identify things that you don't want synced. So I just have the smart previews and standard previews not sync because gotcha. those are giant. There's a huge. Change, yeah. So yeah. the gigs, catalog right file 20. itself, I have yeah upload to um, you know, to Dropbox every day. So I always have that backed up as well. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It works pretty pretty great. Yeah, I love Dropbox. It's a, it's a Great, great little, great little program too, and it's it's great for workflow as well. And just knowing that you've got your, you've you've got an option for delivery, for collaborating, and for backup. Um, you know, I I love I love Dropbox for all three of this reasons. Yeah.
0: Yep. Definitely, definitely agree. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, and so that kind of talks us through delivery and a few other options. I'm trying to think what else would be. You know, is there anything in the, in the whole process you wish was completely different other than like the obvious optimization stuff and everything? Like, is there anything that you've always thought like, man, I can't wait for this to happen that will allow my, I don't know.
1: Hmm. <sighs> well, um, I don't, I, I don't really like the layout of, uh, of Lightroom. I'm sick of it. Um, oh, really? yeah, yeah I, I, like it. I don't like it. I, I just, I, and I don't even but, know what uh, I would do plus, differently, it.
0: And less about that, and more I'm just thinking along the lines of like actual of features actual, that, that could be invented or, or, or in some other uh, software that is not in Lightroom. I, I can't think of anything. I don't know.
1: I'm trying. Yet. I, I <laughs> would need to like sit down and think that's a good question because I mean, I've been using only, Lightroom for so long that it, everything yeah. makes sense to me. Um, yeah.
0: I, I would love to see a few more elements out of Photoshop come through, like Liquify and, and, yes. um, yeah. and uh, you know, Content Aware. God damn it. Sorry. You <laughs> keep calling me Content Aware and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Um, Maybe least in the yeah, baby world, content
1: aware would be nice for sure. Yeah, is that your is that your watch ringing? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, keep, that watch. Keep, keep trying, um, me. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, that's that's something I need to think about because I don't know. I I do I do sometimes feel like I'm held back in some way, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me uh, holding myself back um, from being faster and and more efficient sure um I, i'll say something and this is not exactly it's more business related um or like organization related but it contributes to my workflow um, and that's and this is a whole other thing which we, sh- we can get into later but i've actually turned off notifications of any kind um on my email i don't get email notifications anymore uh, on my phone or my computer or anything i have to check i, I just make a note every Um, few hours during the day I go and and check my email and if there's something I need to respond to then I respond to it then Um, Mm. and uh, unless there's something I know but if I know there's something going on during the day I'll you know check it more often but essentially it's it has and what it has done is it's completely like email no longer takes my time away from editing it no longer takes my time away from delivering or anything like that I do I do email when I want not when it wants so I So now I'm free to edit and be creative and, you know, and shoot or whatever without, you know, fearing that I'm going to get interrupted by some, like somebody being like, oh my God, we need this thing right now. It's like, well, it can wait an hour. You know, I can, I can, you know, get to it once I'm done doing my thing. Um, and so,
0: yeah, I missed, you dropped out during the, are you talking about mailbox? No, (laughs) I'm talking about just email in
1: general. Like, oh, just your own personal ethos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: gotcha. Do you use so, Mailbox?
1: No, As I tried mailbox? using it, but I didn't oh, like it. I didn't like it's it. the greatest greatest thing ever, dude. Absolutely greatest thing. Like, if I didn't have that,
0: I would be drowning in emails. <laughs> I mean, anyway, that's just me. And I wouldn't have anything organized or put where it needs to. It's it's a that's lifesaver. True. But I Although can totally I don't, see how it needs yeah, to kind of needs to plug into your individual attitude about email sure right. um, and if, if, if it doesn't align it doesn't and that's fine it's, right
1: because cool. my problem is is like i it also takes me a while to like send emails to like respond to emails like it just takes i just ha- have this perfectionism thing going on with yeah emails. but that's what's awesome they
0: have a quick you swipe swipe to the left and you can quickly assign when when you want it to remind you that you have to get it done you can quickly say tomorrow morning tomorrow afternoon evening uh or tonight or or next week you can swipe over and quickly sort things that's cool um, you can send it to mobile. So if you're on your desktop, you can just say, yes, I'll get to this, but send it to my phone. Sure. Like, okay. know, it's just really, you need to maybe take another look because it's pretty pretty amazing. And then you can easily categorize things. Like anytime Des- I buy well, a plane ticket, I just swipe it to my flights category right. and it's there
1: now do forever. you do, it only works with that uh, gmail though right and yes, Yahoo. And stuff. only
0: only gmail maybe yahoo. uh no, no 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 it works i think now with exchange i'm gonna i'm in here right now let me see if i can add an email box initially it was it was only oh, okay because that, so, uh, no. yep, that was my
1: no yep that was my hold up because that's it because i use um my actual like nathanmitchellphotography.com email address don't say don't say that's a yahoo account it's not a yahoo account uh, okay no, cool. <laughs> it's a Bluehost account Oh, but here's what you can do.
0: You can actually uh, get a business. At, like I have a Sam at samherdphotography.com mm-hmm. email address, and it's managed through Gmail.
1: Well, same same with mine. Well, so it'll come in just like that, because uh, because yeah, mine also comes in through my Gmail. Like I've it got, doesn't. I've got, to, oh, I've got, got to it. i it, it up him, so that it yeah. forwards everything through my Gmail. Yeah.
0: So there's no problem. Then. So oh, okay. you can use it. Right. You can use. I'll give it yeah. a shot yeah give it another shot I, I have and it especially is useful if you have multiple email accounts as well I've got four that I regularly use for PayPal photography personal and and uh, the press club work so thanks for the screen cap there nice um, and right. so it and puts them all in a unified inbox where I can separate them out individually it's pretty great cool um, and it's owned owned by Dropbox so there's some other cool Dropbox oh, integrations right. yeah they bought it, they bought them out a couple of years ago nice yep <laughs> but uh yeah so
1: cool well um I guess that pretty much wraps up our workflow conversation for today. Um, yeah. What do you got going on
0: this weekend? I have three weddings. Let
1: me just uh, put that up.
0: there. Three weddings? Yeah, Friday,
1: Saturday, Sunday, is this, Sunday tomorrow. Is this, uh, oh, this is Memorial Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. I've, I've, I've just got one on Saturday and, uh, and then after that, a mm. uh, week after that is my wedding. So I've kind of been trying to, to take it a little easy uh, yeah, on bookings yep. before, <laughs> before that happens. I've Because I've already got a wedding that I shot last weekend that I'm like, I have to deliver it before I go on my honeymoon or else tonight. it's oh, going to be like three weeks. It's going to be like yeah. an extra like three weeks before they can get it. Before you so, can look at them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this
0: is the second to last. I have a few more doubles this year. This might be the only triple. Oh, man. That's that's so, That's great. That's awesome, though, because now I can say this is my only triple. So
1: I just put my head down and get it done. And, then, right. and that's it. I'm and done that's triples, it. You're so. done with triples. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> cool. um, All right, buddy. Cool. Well... Uh, well uh, Yeah, talk to you later on or whatever. Sounds good.